Hello, welcome to People Who Are Politicians. I'm your host, Matt Antonelli. Uh, welcome to the first episode of 2021. Um, now that, uh, you know, things have kind of gone a bit more back to normal, I guess. Not not everything's back to normal, but most things back to normal. I am, I'm going to try and do this podcast uh, a lot more frequently again, like I, like I used to. So that means I'm, I'm going to try and do fortnightly episodes, starting with this one. So... Uh, before I get to today's guest, I'll just tell you about the ones that I have planned in the future. So at the moment, I've got three more uh, confirmed guests. So I've got uh, Joe Kelly, who is the Labor MP for Greenslopes. Uh, I've got Amy McMahon, who is the Greens MP for South Brisbane. And I've got Di Farmer, who is the ALP MP for Balimba. So those are three more that I've got planned. Um, now, if you're worried, you know, that sounds like I've got Labor and Greens covered, but doesn't sound like I've got many Liberals. That's okay. Don't worry. I'm still talking to many Liberal MPs, uh, and so I'm sure I'll have, uh, you know, I'm sure that I'll get some guests on from them as well. Uh, so starting with this one, actually, this is, uh, this episode features Councillor Greg Adaman, who is the uh, LMP Councillor for Pullenvale Ward uh, in Brisbane City Council. And so I won't, you know, give you too much information because it's all in the podcast. So, you know, have a listen. I really hope you enjoy the episode. If you do enjoy it, make sure you like and subscribe and share and all those sorts of things, as you normally would. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. If you listen to the episode and you want to catch up with Greg about something going on in Pullenbell or, you know, you just want to talk about uh, some concerns you have about Brisbane City Council, not, or not just concerns, maybe some feedback, that's good as well. Um, you can find all his contact information in the episode description. So thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to People Who Are Politicians. I'm your host, Matt Antonelli, and today I'm joined by Councillor Greg Adaman, the Councillor for uh, Pullenvale Ward in Brisbane City. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, Matt. Thank you. So let's start with your ward mm. of, of Pullenvale. Um, kind of, what's it like? Get us, give us an idea of sort of the vibe of yeah, Pullenvale. Yeah, it's um, it's the best part of Brisbane. But then, uh, if then I didn't, if I didn't that. say there, every councillor <laughs> would say that. And if they if they didn't say it, then uh, they might be in a bit of trouble. But no, uh, it's the biggest. Uh, it's three hundred and eighteen square kilometres, and. Uh, it's bigger than a lot of state electorates. Uh, we've got 30, uh, 31, 32,000 uh, uh, residents or voters in, in the ward. Um, it's uh, unique in a lot of ways in that we have um, um, uh, city living, Canmore, Chapel Hill, uh, and we've got the rural components like Brookfield, which is just uh, you know five minutes apart. You've got this wonderful... Uh, rural atmosphere and I grew up in the bush so I love going out to Brookfield it just reminds me of of where I grew up but then I come home and Chapel, and Chapel Hill is home and uh, and has been for uh, almost 30 years so um, you know it's it's it, it is diverse it's it's probably a, a, an older demographic, uh, pretty conservative in nature. Mm-hmm. We have lots of trees and bush, and, and I refer to trees because uh, it, there are issues. Of, uh, yes, uh, uh, the Lord Mayor has is very much about having a clean 
lean green um, uh, vision for Brisbane and we support that but uh, where people uh, need uh, there is a need to clear a tree for housing or safety purposes then uh, there can be it can be for interesting times but mm. so it is it's 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 a it's a, um, a very green uh, a lot of bush and uh, as I said earlier it's just a lovely part of Brisbane in which to live and to represent. Yeah well I was going to say um you know, it's interesting that you've mentioned like a lot of the green space because mm. that's something that um, when I spoke to Christian Rowan on this, mm. that was like he was very you know keen to highlight as well the Absolutely. fact that you know it's a is a you know conservative like mm. I guess you call it a blue ribbon zone and uh, there's no no such thing as a safe seat yes. anymore anywhere <laughs> and uh, yeah. and we certainly don't take anyone or any voters for granted. Uh, you've got to work hard to win. It has been in the past, but. Uh, Anyone who assumes any seat safe, whether it's ours or Labor's, um, fooling themselves because you do have to work hard. But it's, it's a smart electorate out there, and uh, they'll work you out if you uh, uh, if you start taking them for granted. So let's you know go back a little bit further I, mm. before you, um, you know, were even pre-selected. I guess yeah. what what um, kind of brought your interest into politics in the first place? Yeah, I was born into a political family. <laughs> Uh, my, well, that would help. Uh, yeah. yeah, it did actually. <laughs> my my grandfather was uh, Sir Charles Adaman was the primary industries minister in the Menzies government. Uh, he was actually number four in the pecking order, yeah. uh, deputy leader of the old country party. And um, I uh, sp- uh, spent a lot of time with him. In fact, I lived with my grandparents for about five years during my high, my senior years of high school. And I just uh, tapped, I was just interested then. I just was interested in what he did, why he was doing it, what he was achieving, and I just tapped into it. And uh, of, of the 17 grandkids, he used to say there, were, there was only one that uh, showed any real interest, and that was me. So I guess uh, I had that I had that interest from a very early day. And then I went in uh, to journalism. All I wanted to do was write sport, but every editor I had knew that I had a good read on politics and... Um, they would let me do a sports column if I did the political round. So I, I did politics. Uh, it came naturally to me. I understood it. Uh, and then uh, the natural pathway then was uh, during the 80s, I was a press secretary to uh, two ministers mm. in the state government, to Tony Elliott initially, but Peter McKechnie, uh, Tourism, National Park, Sport and the Arts. We did have t- uh, transport for a while. We had welfare services for a while, but... The tourism portfolio was was just fantastic, uh, and uh, uh, you really do get to see behind the scenes how um, uh, uh, the the machinations of, of government work. So I was exposed to it and um, sort of had a love for it from that day. And now, how did we end up here? I guess <laughs> uh, I sort of uh, after we lost the eighty nine election, uh, I went into private enterprise, uh, Telstra, ultimately Foxtel, and so I went down that corporate PR path, but. All the while, uh, the interest was there, whether it was Australian politics, Queensland, uh, US, British. I just, uh, I just had a, a fascination. I can't get enough of it. I'm forever watching, whether it's CNN, Fox. Um, uh, I just, uh, I need Sounds my political fix. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I find that interesting that you know you were obviously part of, I guess, the political world for so long, and you kind mm-hmm. of can see things from inside mm. how it works and outside mm. um, and then a lot of people are you know um, would see it just from the outside and not be that engaged with it I guess because mm. they feel like you know 
the old politicians are in it for themselves, you know, that mm, kind mm, of like mm, general mm, public mm. perception. So yeah. being in both kind of worlds for a yeah. bit, does that kind of help you understand like how it all operates? And, yeah, yeah, it does. And it's a good point you make. Um, I've seen politicians on both sides um, and genuinely good politicians who are in there for the right reasons. And, and, and I mean, it's no secret that when Terry McEnroth was alive, we were mates. It was a, a, a friendship born out of ro- our love of rugby league. <laughs> uh, and uh, I knew where he sat politically, he knew where I sat politically, but it didn't uh, prevent us from uh, uh, having a, a, a pretty good friendship. So uh, I, I think most, if not all, people go in with the right intentions, that they're, they're there uh, because they do genuinely want to represent their community. and. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, some do fall by the wayside, and uh, but uh, the systems are such these days that um, uh, you get picked off pretty quickly if you do. So, but I, I, I think, in fairness, um, it, it doesn't matter what uh, political uh, colour hat you wear. I think people uh, do get involved genuinely for the right reasons. And then to kind of you know, be in that world, and but finally take, I guess, the opportunity arises mm. to run for pre-selection mm. and. What makes you go from you know um, being interested and supportive mm. of a political party to then being mm. its candidate? You, you need the door to open, and, mm. and it was funny yeah, when when um, it, uh, the press secretary days finished uh, the '89 election. I thought if there was an opportunity at, at federal or state, uh, I'd have a look at it. I I probably wanted if I was going to go down that path to uh, to go rural, go back to the bush where I came from originally. Uh, but the window never opened up, and and it didn't matter. It didn't worry me at the time. Uh, I was happy to go uh, off into corporate uh, PR and media, and for thirty years, and I loved every minute of it. And uh, it really didn't. It, it you need a you need a door to open. Mm. You need a sitting member to retire or something to happen. And I mean, we've got uh, we've always had very good federal representation here. Uh, it was John Moore, uh, you know, followed by uh, Jane Prentice, and now with Julian. And likewise, at a state level, we've got an outstanding state member. So there was never an opportunity. Um, uh, it was only last year when um, uh, you know, what happened happened and a vacancy occurred. Mm. And uh, I spoke to uh, uh, Christian and Julian, or the truth be known, they spoke to me, <laughs> and said, uh, would you be interested? And I said, well, look, why not? I hadn't uh, sort of thought uh, of local, uh, and I said, "Well, if you're prepared to support me, let me have that conversation with my wife." Uh, and she always knew of my political interest, and, and she said, uh, "You would regret it if you don't go for it." So uh, uh, I put my hand up for it, and and it's funny. Uh, uh, I'm really glad now it was local and mm. not federal or state. <laughs> uh, uh, because this is where this is where it's at. This yeah. is grassroots, and this is down to the issues that really count. These the issues that are important to people. Rates the old rates roads rubbish line they use. If we get that wrong, we'll know about it. Yeah. So uh, uh, that it really allows um, a, a, a stronger engagement with your community. And it might be over the smallest of issues, but in the minds of people when they come to you with an issue. That's the only that's the only thing of importance to them. So you think if it's important to you, it's important to me, and it really allows you to get down. If you have a win, it might be over a tree, or it might be over a footpath or a gutter. It's it's not headline news, but you think 
we've had a win, they're happy, and if they're happy, I'm happy. And it, it really is. It's, it's a really uh, good sense of uh, satisfaction when you do get an outcome for your residents, uh, even though it's small. It's, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm really pleased uh, that it is at local level and the ability to then work with federal and state. We're lucky in that I've uh, got a conservative state member and a conservative federal member. There's only two of us in Brisbane. Uh, that are like that David McLaughlin at, um, over at Ascot Hamilton's and the same, he's got a federal and state and yeah. um, it really makes it a lot easier because if someone comes to you with an issue it may be state related or federal, they don't care, they just want you to help get it resolved like and go to them and work with them and we can hopefully get the outcome that, uh, that people want so it is definitely advantage, an advantage of being able to work as a team irrespective of uh, where the issue lies, federal, state or local. Do you find that, you know, like you mentioned, those small wins, yeah. um, that they just they feel like maybe 10 times better than if you're working on something at another level? That's Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's a small... It, I may look at it and go, it was a footpath or a tree, and OK, there's, there's bigger issues out there, but in their mind, it's a big issue. Yeah. And... And, 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 look, and I'll, I'll give it a go. And I don't win all the time. I'll mm. be the first to say, and I think any, any other council will say, we're not going to win every issue we go into bat for. But what I do say to people is, I believe you've got a strong case. Uh, be assured I will go into bat for you. And if we don't win, at least I want you to know I gave it a red-hot go. Mm. I did try my best. And now we and when we do, we've had some good good wins for local residents, common sense wins. It's mm. it's not a matter of taking on bureaucracy. It's not you need to work with bureaucracy. Bureaucracy um, council officers are, are, are very good. They're very helpful and, and they're they're here to help us try and get good outcomes for our residents as well. So it's 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 sort of and I guess that experience of having worked with the system and understanding uh, that you work with them and, uh, and don't work against them, yeah. uh, you can get the results. So yeah, it's it's it's. I guess knowing the residents knowing that if uh, we weren't able to get the result they want, that um, at, at least they know we did try. We we we. Uh, they they won't die wondering. Yeah, the experience of being in an election, so campaigning for the mm. first time, and mm. um, you know, not bring not to mention the circumstances of how you got pre-selected yeah, sure. or anything, yeah. but um, obviously it was a bit of an interesting campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe just speak to sort of the, the experience of mm. being in, being the candidate yeah. in an election. Yeah, I guess I'll preface that by saying I've been in plenty of campaigns, but <laughs> as uh, you know, in a, in a, I've helped on Julian's and Christian's campaign, Jane Prentice. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've worked on plenty of campaigns, so I understood what a campaign was about and what was involved. A little bit different being the candidate, yes, <laughs> um, and um, and uh, what's required of the candidate, and where you need to be, and what you need to do, and uh, uh, and you're right, it was it's probably the most unusual um, uh, campaign or election that we've ever seen, mm-hmm. certainly in my whatever number of years. Um, when I was pre-selected in late January, the world was normal. Eight weeks later. The election almost didn't happen because of the pandemic, um, and we had the issue of you know having a, an independent conservative in the contest as well, which um, you know uh, probably caused a little bit of confusion in people's minds that um, I'm voting conservative. Who's the real liberal mm-hmm. candidate? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, I'm sure that the, you know that probably contributed. But at the end of the day, uh, you win and uh, you get on with the job. But it um, it uh, I don't know if. Um, <laughs> Uh, if we'll ever see, uh, uh, well, I mean, even going back to election night when we went to bed at, at midnight, 28 votes had been counted because the uh, electoral commission systems had crashed. So, mm. so you go through that whole campaign and then you go to bed not knowing whether yeah. you won or not. Or even on the day itself, you won't put out all your posters and then you we weren't allowed to go anywhere, out we anywhere. weren't allowed to engage with voters at <laughs> yeah. the ballot box uh, as they arrived to vote. So, and that's never happened. Mm. Uh, and uh, it's just strange. On election day, you're sort of sitting around going, when's six o'clock going so we can see the vote uh, count begin? And then, of course, it didn't begin, and you go, what's going on? Uh, so uh, it was pretty unique, even right down to then you get sworn in. I was sworn in on Zoom. Yeah, I, I gave my maiden speech on Zoom. In fact, uh, if nothing else, I'll be remembered as the first elected official, I think, that gave their maiden speech on Zoom. So <laughs> anyway, it's a little bit of trivia. But uh, it, uh, so it was a unique election. And, um, and uh, at the end of the day, yeah, we got the uh, result that we wanted and uh, onwards and upwards. And so, you know, you get elected, uh, you get to virtually step into um, mm. council, mm. Uh, and suddenly you're making, I guess, getting to vote on real decisions being made in your area in the city. Yeah. Um, what is kind of, and it, it probably speaks to you, you being a member of the Liberal National Party yeah. as well, yeah. but um, what is sort of your criteria or philosophy when, you know, if, if a, something comes through council and you need to vote on it, how do you decide whether... Um, to support that or not? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, we all, we all, I guess, because uh, we obviously all, in your party room. As yeah, well, no, sure, we, and we all come from a you know a, a conservative, a, 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 a free enterprise background, and uh, it's all about small government and and uh, and creating an environment in which uh, private enterprise or business can operate and create jobs. Obviously, during the pandemic, that. Uh, sort of all bets were off in that mm. sense that it was about then, okay, um, the world's going through a lot of pain. What can we do as a council to help those small businesses? And the Lord Mayor did come up with a number of initiatives that were designed to provide them with some relief. And clearly we support those, uh, supported those. But, I mean, we we meet, we uh, uh, we look at uh, we look at legislation, We but we're forever looking at uh, uh, ways that we... Uh, uh, can ease the burden on ratepayers, um, you know, with uh, no rate rises during the year, and uh, the uh, the Kingsford Smith Drive um, um, uh, cashback, for mm-hmm. want of a better word, uh, the support, you know, uh, not having to pay license fees for business operators, uh, it all helps. Mm-hmm. And I, so I guess uh, having uh, coming from that uh, free market, that free enterprise um, environment, it, it was about small government and letting business do what they do best and trying to help them during tough times. Yeah, because the other thing, I guess, is the, you know, obviously you are stepping into council in an emergency situation, mm, you know, mm. so that must mm. be quite unique to you. Like, you're not stepping in and, I mean, obviously there's still roads and things that need to yeah. fix in, but you're, yeah. you're stepping in at a point where people yeah. really need help. And, and, yeah. and the hardest thing, Matt, a good point, the hardest thing was having been elected, you want to go out and meet your residents and you want to meet your community groups 
you know, I've lived in the area for a long time and knew a lot of these groups, but I didn't know everyone far from it. And they were wanting to meet me, rightly so. They, who's the new councillor? We want to know who we're dealing with and who mm. we need to talk to on these things. And the hardest thing was not being able to get out and get face to face with them. And it's not the same on Zoom. You know, I sat in on neighbourhood watch meetings on Zoom, scout group AGMs on Zoom, and you see twenty or thirty faces, and you go, "That's Mary, that's Bill." But you have you, you want to get face to face with Mary and Bill, yeah. shake their hand if you're allowed to shake their hand and give them a card and say, here's my contact details if we can be of assistance. And they get to work you out, you get to know what's important to them. So that, so that face-to-face thing was appreciating that we had to respect the protocols of the pandemic and observe social distancing and everything else. But uh, it was frustrating not being able to have that face-to-face contact. Yeah, because I guess you would then, I assume at these meetings you'd probably get invited to address the yeah. group in most, yeah. a lot of cases and so you're not yeah. you're just talking to a, yeah. a group instead of being well, like you're talking to a screen <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> with 20 faces on it yeah and you've got your notes and uh, i think do i do i have to wear a suit and tie do i have to wear what, uh, or can i just wear a tracksuit top in the middle of winter but it was um uh, yeah no you you much prefer that, that face-to-face is what it's about and um yeah, but we had no choice it was all done by zoom and we've still got our zoom issued laptops um, and, uh, and God help us that we don't you know, have to go through that again but if we do then then mm. uh, the CEO will make a decision around how the meetings will operate but we're now back in chambers and uh, 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 we finally got our allocated seats and uh, we're meeting we're in uh, we're halfway through um, um, uh, a, a, an, eight, an eight week um, session yeah. and uh, it's again much better being in the chamber being able to engage it's a bit of theatre yeah. but it also it just it's you know I can go to a chair or I can talk to a colleague or I can ask a question of the rather Lord Mayor rather yeah, yeah. it's um, much much easier yeah I, I did want to ask because obviously that you didn't get to go into chambers straight away. Mm, mm. There was Zoom. You were on mm. Zoom for a while, but actually mm. physically being in chambers, mm. what's that experience? Particularly the first time that you've seen in yeah. like council question time, or yeah. you know, it's it's. <laughs> I think I used the word theatre before. Yes, you and did, it, and it is. <laughs> that and comes it is. up a lot. It is. It is. It is theatre, and uh, I don't know how many people we do live stream the council meetings. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of the council officers might keep an eye on it, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I let my wife know what I'm speaking, whether she watches it. She might be the only one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, it's interesting to engage. Um, I mean, I, I, love, I, I love watching the Lord Mayor. I think he's a particularly... Uh, and I've seen some uh, very good uh, parliamentary performers over the years, but he's, uh, he's, as good as, he's as good as any of them. And so I like watching a good operator at work. And, and uh, I've... I've uh, uh, Councillors uh, Johnson and, and Cassidy have taken pot shots at me, and uh, you know I've uh, rightly or wrongly dubbed the Green Bridge Killer, uh, oh, and um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I you know, the the temptation it would be tempting to take pot shots back at them, but you know you've got to be disciplined. Yeah. Well, look, uh, allow me just one. Yeah, back, please. Obviously, no, you're. Um, I mentioned the Green Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the Green Bridge. The uh, we would have gone from, um, I believe it was Belbowry mm. to maybe Wake uh, or D- Darra, Darra, Darra yeah. over that way. Yeah, and so, but that was, you know, public consultation. Yeah, and yeah, So suddenly yeah. you find that people don't 
want or don't want it there in yeah. particular or want it different. So yeah. that just sounds more to me that yeah. you had an idea and people didn't warm to it. But, yeah. I'll yep. tell you the story about that. <laughs> uh, during the election campaign, the Lord Mayor rang and said, what's the issue? What, 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 what are you striking? I said, Lord Mayor, and then I'd been at pre-poll. Lord Mayor, they don't want this green bridge. It had been promised. The, gre- the Lord mm. Mayor had promised five green bridges to Brisbane. Uh, in Brisbane, one of them being uh, Belbarry t- across to Wakehold slash Dara. Dara. And um, uh, the reaction I was getting was anti it. And um, I said to the Lord Mayor, they don't want this green bridge. He said, oh, I think they're misreading that, Greg. I said, I don't think they are, Lord Mayor. He said, look, I'll, uh, let's, if you get elected... Uh, we'll have this discussion but and we'll do community consultation but if your community tells uh, tells me and tells us that uh, they don't want that bridge then we will look at a fifth green bridge Elsewhere. somewhere else yeah. I said no happy to do that so uh, uh, together with Ryan Murphy the chairman of uh, uh, public and active transport who has got carriage at the green bridge program uh, we did community consultation and I, I, I said to him and I said to my staff here, so what my gut feel is this is probably going to come in at about 70, 30 against. Uh, so, and we got over 1,000 responses, uh, 1,300 I think, and it came in at 80, 20. And now I did not see 80, 20 coming. So I went to Ryan and we went to the Lord Mayor and I said, there's your results. He said, no, and I'll honour. Mm. He said it's it, it's a pity, but um, uh, but uh, your residents have spoken, and I respect that. And uh, I said, Lord Mayor, while they don't want a green bridge, they want a traffic bridge. Mm. And he said, Well, you know that um, traffic bridges are, are more the domain of the state. Uh, uh, but uh, I said to him, uh, I, uh, This will still be on my agenda. Whether you know we can get the the state and federal together uh, make it a three-way project because there is a need for a traffic bridge uh, you see the, the traffic on Mongol Road every morning and um, and people just uh, they don't care whether it's state or federal they're just saying fix this and mm. I'd love nothing more than to fix help fix Mongol Road but so while the green bridge is off the agenda the traffic bridge is still very much something um, that uh, I'd love to be able to be part to deliver but it's not something that we council can do on our own yeah, you being in council nearly a year, what are yeah. some things that you are proud to have been a part of um, for Pullen Vale? Um, there was a long-standing problem out at Karana uh, Downs. Uh, basically, it was erosion. The river was eating away at the back of people's properties. And uh, with every storm, uh, lots of residents in Illawong Drive were losing their backyards. And council had a solution, uh, but uh, it hadn't for reasons I don't know hadn't been followed through and so this became I became aware of this during the election campaign and again raised it with the Lord Mayor I said I will be um, coming hard for funding to get this erosion problem fixed because if we have to wait another 12 months they may not have a backyard mm. and uh, to the Lord Mayor's credit uh, we uh, we were allocated 2.4 million dollars and that uh, if it hasn't uh, that if that um, works hasn't completed yet it's very close but I've been out to have a look at it seeing what they're doing and the residents are happy that was a really important one um, securing the public uh, uh, personalized public transport service for Belbarry and Mogul was important because again public transport particularly in the western part of the wards uh, so Karana Downs Belbarry Mogul um, 
people do want more public transport services. It's difficult because demand sort of doesn't warrant uh, full bus services. But what we have out here, and we've got three of them in this ward, uh, or three now, are these personalised public transport services where we utilise a black and white maxi. And they follow a set route to a timetable, um, hail and ride, uh, goes past shopping centres and the like. And um, we secured one for Belbarian Mogul. It's going well. I will be um, advocating in my budget bid for this year for that uh, trial to continue. Um, I will also be advocating for the route to uh, be tweaked so that it uh, can go past the new Mogul Shopping Centre when it opens in June. Uh, so, um, but the PPT for Belbarry was, was a big one. We've upgraded a number of facilities in parks. The Skate Bowl at uh, Booker Place Park, yep. Belbarry, uh, we've secured the funding for that. Uh, we got 300 odd thousand in, 350 in the budget. And I've uh, tipped in with another 150 out of my Suburban Enhancement Fund. That's stage one. Uh, it'll be a redevelopment of the existing Skate Bowl. Um, I mean, there's bigger issues at play. There's um, uh, at the moment the skate bowl is a uh, is a meeting point for um, um, uh, some antisocial activity that the police were concerned enough about to raise with me. So we looked at it. Okay, if we were to provide a new skate bowl, if we were to do a few other things, it would help the police with their objectives, but it will also give those kids who are going there and I've met with them. They're good kids. Um, and uh, they just love skateboarding, but uh, the one that the facility that they're at the moment is outdated and in mm. bad shape, and uh, we're going to get them a new skate bowl. So mm. it'll happen this year, um, and uh, so they're good. But uh, things that I'll be putting my budget bid together. I just mentioned that uh, number one on the list will be uh, uh, trying to secure some funding for the community centre at 98 Brookfield Road. The Federal government have committed 1.5 million and have given that to council. So there's 1.5 as a starting point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping, and I mean, uh, I'm not going to say how much I'm hoping for. The more, the the more, the better. But uh, the more, uh, whatever we can secure on top of that 1.5, hopefully will give us what we need to do a, a, a fairly decent uh, redevelopment of that site to be able to provide for the needs of men's shed, e-waste and the bridge club but also other community groups hopefully that there will be some capacity or uh, ability for community, other community groups to use that site um, uh, Prize Pocket Road is something we're working on, that's a, a long term council project on the land that we have purchased down the end of Prize Pocket Road and how we treat that and what we do with it uh, and the Anzac Memorial at Booker Place Park again, it's um, been one of those things that's been on the books for years with the consultations being done we've got a model how it will look it will be redone relocated still within Booker Place Park uh, we know how much that's going to cost and again if I can't secure that in the uh, uh, budget I will fund that out of the suburban enhancement fund so they're my they're sort of my priorities mm. uh, knowing that you know we're going into a, a budget period I don't think it's any secret it's going to be a tough budget because uh, uh, you know, with coronavirus, um, our revenues, council's revenues have been impacted. So there's yeah. uh, the pot is uh, is reduced, and we've we've got to tighten our belts accordingly. And yeah, we'll all go in with a wish list, and we may or may not get what we want. But um, uh, we ask the question, and what we get, we'll be grateful for. And then I, I guess you know, it's even just asking, um, 
advocating at least residents know that they're being being heard even yeah. though you can't get everything you no can't you get can't everything done. no and i guess the other thing i've got to i've got to look at it too as i said before it's a huge ward and uh, and i've got to look at the needs of Corana downs as much as i've got to look at the needs of kenmore and chapel hill mm-hmm. and mogul and belbury all different brookfield they're all different all have their unique um uh, features and desires and wants and requirements and i've got to sort of weigh all that up what's mm-hmm important to Chapel Hill will be totally different to what's important to Karana Downs, to Brookville, to Bullenbarth. So yeah. um, it's just identifying and making sure that we're going in with that bid with the right priorities. You know, talking, coming back to what makes Pullenvale Pullenvale, mm. um, what are some things that um, people should come and visit for? Like, are there events and um, places? That, what? Why should people in Brisbane yeah. make their way to Pullenvale? Uh, the, the, I can't... I, I, can't believe that within the Pullen Vale Ward we have got one of the jewels of, of the crown of Brisbane in Mount Cooper. Mm. Uh, so lucky. I mean, what <laughs> what you can do at Mount Cooper? It's just it's just truly one of the one of the great great uh, uh, visitor places of Brisbane. So that will always be top of my list when mm. you talk about what uh, what's where to go in the Pullen Vale Ward. But locally, uh, each year, we unfortunately didn't have it last year because of uh, coronavirus, but uh, the Brookville show will be on again in May. Uh, if you grow up in the bush like I did, it's a good old-fashioned country show. And uh, I was going to say, even... Uh, even better than the main Brisbane Echo, I would say. Uh, well, I'm, I'm certainly not not going to be critical of the Echo in any way, oh, shape, I'll or form. Be... But I'm also, I think I'm allowed to be biased and say the Brookville Show might be just a little bit better. Yeah. Um, uh, Shell Green, Shell Green uh, will, even though Anzac Day marches uh, this year, unfortunately, uh, and dawn services won't happen. The Shell, traditional Shell Green cricket game. Um, there is some history with this uh, 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 during World War One. Uh, they, uh, I think, whether it was at Gallipoli, I don't know where, but uh, the troops in between doing what they were doing in the war played cricket, played a cricket game at Shell Green. It must, I think, it was at Turkey. I think it was at Gallipoli. Oh, in Turkey, mm. but uh, uh, but uh, we've, uh, or sorry, we, the uh, local RSL uh, with Rick Maher and. Uh, the Brookfield uh, Show Society uh, have created this annual event called Shell Green, and it's a it's a fair income cricket game. But the Lord Mayor will come out and present the Lord Mayor's trophy at the end of it, and there will be a, a formality, a, 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 a respect, uh, a tradition, uh, a, 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 an Anzac Day type service uh, before the game gets underway. But that'll be something worthwhile uh, happening. Um, always come to the Australian Day Citizenship Ceremony. We inducted 50 new Australians this year from 23 countries and that's probably one of the highlights of my 11 months in office was welcoming 50 new Australian citizens to the ward to see what it meant to them was, again, that really special. Um, what else have we got? Um, <laughs> we have got some of the best coffee shops <laughs> uh, well, in Brisbane. Well, in Brook, if you're going back to Brookfield, okay. Brookfield General that Stores. That was one of them. Yeah. That was one of them. In, in Kenmore, we've got Method of the Madness. We've got Plum. We've got Olive Grove. Uh, here at Kenmore Village, where my office is, we've got Fiori and Bliss. Uh, we go to Belbarry, Mockabella, absolutely on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brookfield Store, you mentioned. Uh, 
very good coffee. You go to the general store at Karana Downs, see yeah. my good friend Eric. He will make you a great coffee, yeah. as will Russell at uh, the uh, post office at Mount Crosby. So uh, one of the great things when you jump in the car and head out, so, okay, I'm catching up with Russell. Yeah, that's a good coffee. <laughs> going to see Colin at Mockabella. Yeah, that's a good coffee. So... Uh, um, what else? Oh, and the markets. Don't forget the markets. We've got uh, 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 Brookfield Markets, Pullenbell Markets, and Corona Downs Markets, and they're always great. They're mm. good social occasions. But again, small business, and we've got to support those where we can. Now, obviously, early in your term as yeah. as councillor, and hopefully, you know, many more terms to yeah. come. You <laughs> never, like, like you said, don't take election wins no. for granted. No. But, um, but whether you get just one term or many mm. terms, mm. Uh, mm. what is sort of the long-lasting legacy that you would hope to leave behind, whether it's in Pullenbell or in the city as a whole? Yeah, I guess I just want to be re- uh, hopefully remembered as someone who was available, who listened, who didn't die wondering. We kicked some goals along the way and hopefully that we leave the ward in a better shape than what we inherited and I think you know, that's no uh, criticism or disrespect to anyone past it's just yeah, we all like to take something on and Make leave it better, it better. and yeah. my predecessor whenever that uh, successor when that time comes uh, will say the same thing and yeah. I hope that whoever he and she, or he or she is that uh, they will do that as well so I guess yeah I, I just want to be a good local uh, representative who gave it a red hot go uh, that uh, they said yep he was available uh, he was happy to talk to us and he listened and where he could uh, uh, get something done for us he did if, uh, if people say that after whatever number of years I'm in this role I'll go yep I, I think I've achieved something and um, if you're if people listening to this uh, you know they they're thinking of maybe joining a party mm. or you know, running as a candidate themselves, um, what, you know, what kind of advice would you give okay. them? Yeah, um, I thought this one through, and I, uh, I guess the answer would be if you've got a passion for your community, if you love to help and uh, you enjoy uh, engaging with people, uh, that you're not scared of hard work or being criticised, go for it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not for everyone, but it is, it is very rewarding, and uh, you do get your biggest kicks from seeing and appreciate that uh, appreciating that your efforts to help no uh, 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 your efforts are appreciated uh, no matter how big or small the issue is well i think that might be a nice place to, to end on um just before we go like if, if people want to you know get in contact or yeah. you know find out what you're doing in the area how do they get in touch we're very easy to find uh, we're very they tell me this is one of the busiest ward offices and they think it's got a lot to do with the fact that we're next to the library that <laughs> people come up to grab a book oh there's the ward office I might call it but and that's fine I mean we're we are very easy to find and uh, we welcome uh, and uh, you know if people have an issue an inquiry we want to know about it and we want to help uh, you can email the ward, you can call the ward, uh, but and, and I'm out and about, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, uh, and I don't mind if someone bails me up and it happens even on my morning walks, mm. I get bailed up about an issue. That doesn't uh, that doesn't worry me at all. That's what we're here to do. So, uh, But um, if you're at Kenmore Village, call it the ward office as a start or find us uh, online. Uh, we've got uh, 
my website, Facebook page. I'm very easy yeah. to find. I engage on social, rightly or wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, again, uh, I'm happy if someone wants to send me a private message, I'll get back to them. So, Excellent. Well, I'll put in the uh, episode description some of your contact information. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And then people can get in touch. But uh, thank you so much for catching up with me. No, pleasure, Matt. And thanks for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it.